0: real estate as a niche in itself and i maintain there's multiple niches within probate real estate multiple lead generation methods the way to to build your business different uh, ways to create value for your customer within that framework the focus i do personally is referrals from attorneys and estates but one of the ones i've come across a couple of my team members and most recently uh, we have a team leader in florida is focusing on working with families as they transition into senior housing or the various categories of senior related housing and one of my uh, team members uh, uh, Melly Hands in Tampa and I were talking about the Mom's House program I said I know that guy Philip we've talked a while ago and so I wanted to present to you guys on probate weekly uh, this week the founder of Mom's House but really a path that I found several people have made their focus in probate real estate and done real well wanted to share with you so Phil thank you so much for joining us today
1: of course, uh, and lead generation is one of my favorite subjects. I'm I'm happy to be here and, and get to chat with you
0: guys. Well, and I always tell people it's the most important subject. If you know you can find somebody to do almost all the rest, but what you can't do is pay somebody to generate the business for you. And I think the reason why is you have to have something of value you create for people that they want to do business with you. And that's what I think you do with Mom's House. Tell me a little bit. How do you see the Mom's House program? What do you? How would you characterize the? The program and the value you're creating for the real customers you have
1: they're they're in a time when uh, i've heard it said that it was easier to bury my father than it was to put them in senior living and that's mm. a pretty bold statement right there that this is i always say bill that families that get along don't get along during this process mm. and the reason why wow. is that the burden usually falls on one adult child that's usually the the sister or the daughter i call her daughter judy and she's usually the one in town yet some of the other children live over 400 miles away. That's the average is one of the kids at least lives at least 400 miles away. And when you find out that mom has to move into senior living, it, you know, as real estate people, aren't we looking for motivation? Isn't that, you know, motivation is basically everything. And so out of the gate, these people have all the motivation in the world. They only listen to three people. They listen to their doctors, their lawyers, and their pastors. And when the doctors and the lawyers were saying, hey, you, you got to move into senior living now, like I don't have to convince them of motivation. And so... What i found about senior living is the motivations through the roof they own the house outright almost 90 percent of the time Um, americans are these boomers and their parents they own guys 30 trillion dollars in real estate outright you know and we keep hearing about this transfer of wealth i don't think i'm inheriting anything i i know these boomers my parents are young boomers very young they're in their early 60s but so they're at the tail end of this in 20 years but they're going to be living longer and the care is going to cost more. And so I think that 30 trillion in assets are actually going to be sold to pay for care. And you're the probate king, right? And I, this lives right in front of that. We can, in fact, we call it pre-probate sometimes. Uh, the person hasn't passed away yet, but they're usually on average about 28 months away from that happening.
0: And it takes them about 29 months to start thinking about what they're going to do when it happens. <laughs>
1: um, yeah. So that's
0: a good tip. So let me just real quick, some, just kind of some housekeeping and explain where we are and who and who we are and what we do. This is ProBate Weekly. We do this call every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern. I appreciate Phillips coming to us today from St. Louis with people across the country. ProBateWeekly.com. And then um, you can register in the Eventbrite. Get, uh, join us live on the Zoom call. Ask questions. Love to have you join us there, and then you can continue the conversation on Facebook at Probate Weekly. We have over three thousand three hundred members there. You can post referral requests, questions. Here we have a survey. What is your best lead generation method? And I found it interesting that despite the fact that companies really only push cold calling, that over a third are doing referral marketing of some sort. I think that's great. And then separately, I have an email masterclass program you might be interested in on how to uh, improve your email marketing as part of whoever you're marketing to. Um, finally, and then we'll talk a little bit about the program mom house with Philip today. So, so let's start from the beginning. Um, you know, there's this need we all see the need for seniors, and we want to figure out well, where in that can I get a listing? I think that's the wrong question. It's where can I create value for that family? So where's mom's house help me as a realtor possibly be more valuable to a family that's facing these kinds of decisions?
1: That's a great question. Um, To not be so real estate agent like is the key. I know it's hard for a lot of us to hear. I've been licensed for 20 years, but I'm going to be honest with you guys here tonight that um, what if it's not the loving thing to ask the family to get the house retail ready? What if that's not what they should be doing with their time, effort or money? Uh, if the adult children live 400 miles away you know the hgtv shows make it sure look easy to to get the house ready for the market but have you guys ever heard of something called the cost versus value guide it, it's it goes in and it shows you in your local market you know if you put a fifteen thousand dollar deck on the house that was the cost and your value you got back was, was around eight thousand well last time i checked i don't want to spend fifteen thousand and gets eight thousand dollars back in value. i don't want to lose seven thousand and in a time when families need money you know here's the thing bill if you and i were brothers and we're going through this, we're we're going to try to sell mom's house. And doesn't everyone want top dollar? Isn't that what we all want that, that we're top dollar, right? I want it, you want it, everybody wants it, but it's the journey to get to top dollar. And I think when you talk about mom's house, the one that, you know, you and I grew up in since 1978, I'm making this up by the way, Bill, Bill and Phil are not brothers. I'm making this up, but you know, that's <laughs> that house we grew up in that forever home. Even if mom wasn't quite a hoarder, she was always a bit of an aggressive collector. And the house was, you know, it's it's mom clean, right? It's not it's not up to 2024 standards. And so to get that house retail ready, the adult children a lot of times are saying, no, I don't want to do that. And the reason why is they're getting so much bad news in in, in succession. Mom fell down. Mom had to have a hip surgery. Mom's going to live. Mom has to move into senior living. The place Bill and Phil picked out is $8,000 a month because we love our mom. Uh, I asked Bill, he's my more affluent brother. I said, Bill, she's only got a $2,800 a month pension. Are you going to kick in the rest? And he's like, yeah sure I'll kick in for like a month or two and then we have to sell mom's house and so for a real estate agent guys will you get listings from this sure and if every house was retail ready we, this would be only about listings but when we talk about seniors and their houses these are the houses that we as investors can add value to right. sometimes they're retail ready but most of the time guys these are houses the ones that need some love some TLC before they ever get to the market and so um you'll run into both uh but just just know that these are the houses that if you're looking for houses that you can add value to that's what these houses normally
0: are so just to add also if you're on the zoom call feel free to put your contact info and in. love to uh, uh refer business back and forth to each other i literally was looking for uh real estate agents to refer two listing leads to in Vermont this week. So put your name, number, where you do business, your best contact info. We'd love to network together. And if you're watching on the live stream as well, I watch there. We're streaming live to YouTube, Facebook and LinkedIn. Watch the comments there. would love to have you comment and we can do our best to bring you into the conversation as well as um, if you have your contact information, feel free to share it there. You know, you mentioned a word that I hesitate to use sometimes order in that. And I'm not saying it to put you down, but I find myself i'm like your parents age i'm i'm 64 my wife is a little older and i find it harder to keep up with all the stuff right my daughter who's married has two kids uses our house to store some things you know we want to buy extra things so we don't run out you have a medical situation so we have an old walker that my wife doesn't use anymore and a and a this and a that and all that kind of in a pile you you hate to throw it away you don't want to use it again next thing you know uh stuff you know books you, they accumulate clothes accumulate And next thing you know, it's it's not maybe a hoarder level, but this is a bunch of junk that's not worth anything that needs attention. And yet it falls on the kids. What do they do with this stuff, right? It's not such a simple process physically. It's not such a simple process emotionally. And so I think um, the key is you're come from. Where do you, how do you approach this? Uh, And as a realtor, again, you're just getting ready to list the house or you're trying to be sensitive to the uh, family's needs along the way. So talk a little bit, I know you have your training program changed to where um, you have on-demand program more as well. um, And uh, online, everybody has since COVID. Talk about a little bit about what the program you have does to help prepare somebody to appreciate those situations and be more effective with a customer. Rather than just cold calling to get leads, how are we learning to be more effective in those areas?
1: So what I do is I I teach my students how to net, work with the stakeholders in senior living that are actually having that difficult conversation with the families uh in a time when Bill and Phil are scrambling for good advice those people that were were getting the advice from when they refer to somebody that referral is really strong um they need more than just the house the house sometimes I'm gonna say is the easy part because it's not but their stuff is very very overwhelming you hit it on the head their identity is their stuff. Uh, they're gonna go from a 2,000 square foot house down to a you know maybe 500 square foot room. And they have way, way too much stuff. The estate sale never goes as planned. Uh, I can only give you St. Louis numbers, but they're pretty jarring when you hear them. The, the average estate sale in St. Louis generates between three and $5,000 in revenue. That's how much all, all of mom and dad's stuff sells for. And the average cost to put the sale on is between three and $5,000. Right. And so the family doesn't know they're gonna break even until it's too late. And you know the Beanie Baby collection that we thought was worth a million wasn't the the piano you can't give away the or the pool table you can't give away and you know it's just it's just a hard time and I think you talked about this whole journey to senior living if you knew mom only had 24 months left would we spend three months cleaning the house out three months rehabbing the house and then one month to get it sold the answer is absolutely not we wouldn't do that and I think families are starting to really value their time more uh, they're looking for other options. I think too when you look at the market, you know I've been in this business now 25 years. In 08, 9, and 10, when there was a downturn, and you know today's not a, you know we're in a weird time, right? We, we won't discuss that. But back then, the houses that sat were the ones that were dated, and you know the Wall Street Journal just came out with an article like a month ago that said no one wants to buy your fixer upper, and it's because it's so hard to find contractors right now. And I think you know in this time when these families need money probably the last thing they want to do is now start a rehab project or a clean out project. And, you know, the word hoarder, you're right. That's an aggressive word. I like to call it an aggressive collector. Mom wasn't quite a hoarder. She was a bit of an aggressive collector. Um, There's retail side of that. You know, they have just too much stuff. And I think it's almost made me a minimalist in my life. We have a rule in our house. If you haven't touched it in 24 months, you probably don't need it.
0: Exactly. So, Like that
1: walker needs to go, right? And by the way, somebody needs that walker bill. So let's find somebody for that walker, you know.
0: And there are organizations that are available to do that. And and I think that that's because I'm in the business, I'm aware of some of those organizations that appreciate a walker, and I don't know, the thing that holds the bag for the saline, and I mean, the we have IV, all kinds yeah. of medical stuff in our house that we're trying to get rid of, yeah. and uh, and the books, there are places that will resell books for a buck a piece whatever, but at least somebody's using it rather than throwing it away, yeah. and so we want to be sensitive to those things, and, and I think the family wants to know that mom's stuff was put to good use rather than thrown away right it's donated to her favorite church donated to the thrift shop down the street that supports the church uh at least be be supportive of the process
1: yeah and and there's usually some resentment going on like my granddaughter didn't want my bedroom set well that's even hard to give away the stuff sometimes and so and they say this is the first generation that's pushing back against the fine China because people my age we don't want to use fine China we don't have a hutch I don't even have a hutch I don't want fine China I'm not gonna I can't put it in the dishwasher you know it's just (laughs) things change and we can't fight it guys I mean I think like you said um we want to respect the family meet them at their level uh and help them get the most value they can out of the house if they you know like you know I bought a thousand houses guys and so I've seen everything like I've seen a guy's salt and pepper shaker collection it was worth a bunch of money I had a lady that had three hundred thousand dollars worth of dolls one time I, I had a guy with a million baseball cards right wow. but that's rare usually it's just i don't like the j word i'm not a big fan of junk the, once the heirlooms leave which by the way guys takes about five minutes for the heirlooms to leave the guns gold jewelry stamp collection that's all gone in five minutes right that's right. easy but then everything else is just stuff right and i i had a lady one time her parents bought a house in the early 70s in silicon valley they paid 100 grand for it and when her parents passed the as-is value was like 1.7 million. I'm like, good for you. Like, that appreciated that much. And she said that it took her two years to clean it out after they passed. She would drive an hour and a half on the weekends and go up there and she she goes, in retrospect, I got everything out of there that mattered in the first month. From then, I was just kind of going through just to kind of go through it. And it was that it's hard to separate from the stuff. But in the end, she goes, I wish I could have just picked the house up, turned it on its side and dumped everything out. Because at some point you realize it's, you know, who it's most valuable to is the person that owns it or your own family. And it's just, it, you know, the stuff can be really hard. The better we get at the stuff, everyone that's listening, the better we get at the stuff, the more houses we're going to buy.
0: Well, I think that the, the the family kind of goes through this grieving process and the stuff becomes an expected part of the process, right? It took her 24 months because she thought she's supposed to go through every piece of clothing, and decide what to do. Yeah. When I say to them, look, at the end of the day, uh, we can't sell any of it for anything. We'd be lucky to to gross enough to cover the cost of trashing out the rest yep. right um and, and 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 like you talk about remodeling because in their mind oh i'm going to become a flipper i'm going to take this house and add a bedroom in the bathroom and redo the kitchen and i'm going to invest ten thousand dollars and make a hundred thousand dollar profit at th- uh remodeling magazine online is the resource that i use i think that's what you're referring to it's the
1: same one yes sir
0: yep. it was bought by housing wire uh i think magazine and i use that to show that there's really nothing you can do that will get you more money because you're paying retail to fix things. And if you're a contractor, you're, you're wholesale, you're putting your own time and effort into it. But for somebody who's at retail, and when I show that there's like a sense of relief, like, wow, I don't have to do that to, to maximize the value. If I just say, yes, get rid of everything uh, and you can sell the house as is, I'll net as much as I can for the family and you know serve mom the best that we can. Yeah, that's, that's the truth. There's like a relief from not having to do all that work.
1: Totally. You see the weight come off their shoulders.
0: Yeah. Let's talk about the business because at the end of the day, this is a business for you. It is a business for those of us on the call, The real estate agent. I, I would say I make my money by creating value for other people. And this is an area to do that. Let's talk about the real estate agent who's looking to build their business. Maybe they've done a couple listings recently in this genre. They realize there's something going on, but they're not really taking it professional. Talk about taking this niche from, hey, I did a house for my neighbor and I met with a the sales rep at the senior housing center or the nurse at the uh at the uh, memory care center from take it from that to actual looking at like a business how would a business look different than just merely stumbling over a couple of deals
1: to build a, a meaningful relationship is the key and you have to be known liked and trusted it's really easy to be known and it is a little harder to be liked and then we're shooting for the t-word that I want to be trusted and I always say in these relationships, guys, there's there's one night stands and there's 50 year marriages. I'm trying to build 50 year marriages with these people. And mm-hmm. I'll give you a good example. If you're just getting in real estate, um, I'm sure a lot of you have said I should network with wholesalers or I should network with other real estate agents to get business. And while I've gotten plenty of business from other agents and other wholesalers, what I've found is those relationships are quite fickle because why they're in my business, they're in real estate. They're just like me. They're in real estate and a good wholesaler is going to realize what I'm you know doing with the houses and then they'll do that themselves. And most real estate agents do. I really think I'm the only investor they're bringing their deals to, of course not. And so those relationships are usually one or two years. And what I found about senior living and what you guys will like, I always use the analogy of Bob. Bob's an executive director. He's been an executive director already for 15 years. 15 years from now, he's still going to be an executive director. And I'm a tool for Bob every single day because they they have three concerns at senior living if you're bob and you run one of these he gets hired and fired off of something called census which is just a word to say occupancy and they get hired and fired for it and so the three things they're concerned about is converting prospects into clients reducing the the discounts given and extending the length of stay and i knew right away i fixed the first and the third one but if you really think about why someone would give you a discount It's because usually the family doesn't have their money right yet. And they say, Hey, let me give you a discount. And when you, when you guys get that house sold in the future, we'll make up all the difference. Well, then I realized, Oh my gosh, I actually fix all three things that are senior living problems. And when you present yourself as a tool for senior living, now the Bob, you know, he brings me three deals a year. My average profits close to 20,000. I make 60 grand a year from Bob. And, and I don't do that one time guys. I do that for the next 10 years somebody do the math for me how much is bob's relationship worth to me you know if we're having a business conversation in my training i always say that 20 is plenty and what do i mean by that i can give you show you who to contact build a list of 100 but in the end not everybody likes phil not everybody's gonna like bill that's okay that's that's, just fine there's i'm not i'm not everybody's slice of whatever right and so but 20 if i just have 20 relationships that bring me one two three deals a year guys you can do the math pretty quickly how you can build a business that comes directly to you and there's other than your time, there's not a cost associated with it. And I think all of us guys, if if we're looking for listings, we're looking for sellers, you know, you can get on the direct response train and then you can never turn it off. Once you start direct mail, the key to it is never turning it off. And if you're spending five grand, you need to get to 10. If you're spending 10, you need to get to 15 with this. It's completely different. My business comes to me because I have relationships in senior living with people that are having conversations with families, daughter, Judy in a time when they've done this. It's the flashpoint. Guys, think about the direct mail you send. Have you ever sent direct mail to somebody, a list over 65, have lived there 20 years and have equity? It's like, why do we send to that list? It's because you're waiting for them to do the thing that we're talking about right now, which is them saying, hey, it's time for me to sell. Your, your whole life will change when you only work with people that want your service at that time.
0: Right, Doing business with people who want to work with you. Correct, I think that and and are are warmly
1: referred to you when you're warmly referred to someone boy, half the battles done, you know, you're good to go. Right.
0: So um, let's talk a little bit about the idea of, uh, you said, um, avoiding the discounts. I would think part of that is being able to perform your job quickly, efficiently, but give them trust up front. Like if, if the family is thinking they need to spend a year or two sorting through all the all the stuff. And then they're going to, have to rehab the house. And at the end of that, sell the house. Uh, that's going to put them off a while versus if I, if I can show them, not, not sell them because it works for me, but because it serves them. The best way is we'll sell it as is. We'll get top dollar net net for you based on that condition that's in. We'll deal with the material in the house as efficiently, professionally, sensitively as we can. But guess what? We can have this deal done in 30, 60 days or so based on our track record. They can then speak to that senior living facility with conviction we know where a house is we know what's going to happen with it and move quickly so is that kind of part of the process is learning those skills and then being able to communicate them effectively
1: one thousand percent The senior living has its own language um and i'll take it even a step further about the analogy that you just gave um they, they won't let your mom move in until you proved it's called discovery which is a nice way to say does does mom have money or not but they always have nice words for things they can do this discovery process and basically they're figuring out if mom has any money and if she has a low pension and in this house the industry has been content with saying go find a real estate agent and go figure that out well what they really done is they punted that person good three six nine months down the road right and with us we can get it done in a few weeks just like you said and so if they don't have the money and by the way this is what i want to point out only about five percent of americans have enough in their checking or enough assets to pay the average six grand a month 95 percent have to usually sell an asset namely mom's house that's what they have that's where their equity is sitting and so the sale the house sale process helps senior living to be more profitable with the clients they already have It helps daughter judy and the senior to do the thing they don't want to rehab it guys by the way if they want to rehab this house i'm never going to get that lead right they always tell me they might rehab it let's write that down that's pretty good advice but they're just getting to know me right they're there we might rehab this house yeah really they're not going to um they want to know and you said it before like with the cost versus value my job is to not sell them anything ever i sit on the same side of the table with them we go over all the options i talk about two net numbers the journey to I don't know why that's doing that I don't, the journey to see the, the the retail sale what they might net the time frames versus my offer and when you have a logical conversation about what the net's going to be and the numbers are very similar no one picks the hard route Bill they don't no. go uh no. let me let me risk it and waste six months eight months no of course not if the numbers are similar they're like cool and and even better when you give them tools like cost versus value they're going to call their brother up that lives across the country and be like I don't think we should rehab this house at all <laughs> like what this guy can do this rehab for way less than we can and by the time we pay all this money we'll net the same and now they've now they've I've empowered them to make a decision for them and a lot of times that includes selling me the house
0: you know two three years ago there were a couple of probate companies that really focused on rehabbing the house lending money to the state to rehab the house and they were geniuses because every house they had they made a profit on well yeah because everything went up if you just sat on the house and didn't do anything and sold it a year later it went up 40 percent they look pretty smart didn't they they look pretty smart now they're not looking so smart right now and, and i don't know you know rates they jump up they down that it, it's it's more it's more stress i think than actual losses in my market you know in some cities prices have gone down I, that's not true in la uh list prices have come down but the the sales prices are still about the same That said, the same a year later is just lost money. And if the asset's worth a million dollars, you also didn't get the investment potential on that million dollars that you would have had as well. So I think you hit that on the head. How much of the discussion or the skill of this is in the property and the the rehab costs and the disposition of personal property? And then how much is it the, the skills of the relationship, building the relationship with the uh, referral personnel where do, where's the where's the balance there what's the focus
1: i be- very rarely get in don't get into the or i'm sorry get into the nuance with the senior living person they don't need to know about my rehab tactics or what i'm going to do with the house they need to know i care about their families and get them to their goal which is unlocking that equity for care so very rarely am i talking about my real estate business or how many deals i've done that they don't care about that they want to know that i care about people them, you know then that's when they trust you to go help with their family and so bill i try to leave everyone in a better condition than when i found them so i've got a credibility packet that has all my vendors that i you know know like can trust um i've got guys that travel the nation they buy lp record collections they buy old cars new cars they buy you know every, all the because i've been in this business so long i know all the different things like what are we going to do with this and i have that solution um you locally things like uh Like a gold buyer like those are some great people to have because grandma always has scrap gold right and when she moves to senior living they're not going to let her take it because they don't want the orderlies to take it so like all these things like there's things trails leave signs right for us to understand what's going on here and so um i've been in this this side so long helping them that even if they don't sell me their house i'm okay with that because i'm going to empower them to make decisions for them I, i have a big abundance mentality which is what you have to have with senior living is that I'm going to try my best to help the family. And a lot of times that means I can buy the house.
0: Uh, I'm going to put in the chat box, if you're on the uh, Zoom call, link to the remodeling. Uh, they call it cost versus value. Yeah. Like 2002. They, have, uh, they actually have 2023.
1: Uh, you know, Bill, 20, you want to, I'm such a nerd. You want you want to know what one of my favorite pastimes is with that list? Huh? You guys should all go do this tonight. Go look what it costs to do a bathroom in 2010 in your market. And then go look what it costs in 2015 and then 2020 and then 2023 you'll be like oh you'll see it what things used to cost versus what they cost now things have gone way up and then okay. you know we still deal with sellers I think it's just paint and carpet yeah right you know that's one that's two steps of 23 things we need to do and the more things the house needs the more the cost versus value guide makes my number look like I'm a hero
0: right right I I think it's phenomenal Um, So I have used this regularly with customers. And again, the key is I don't tell them they're wrong for wanting to model. I'm their advisor. Here's a great resource for you to check. Let's compare and see what is going to cost you and what you're going to get for it. Oh, wow. It's going to cost you 15,000, but you only get 10,000 more. Does that work for you? I'm on their side, showing them this, not arguing with them we never want to argue with a prospect ever no no, no need
1: to argue there's not a reason to that. And, and i love that it's not phil and bill's list it's this company that's been doing it for 23 years and i even like to have a little fun with it i say look at this a new garage door you know that one's falling off the hinges this new garage door uh we get 92 percent of our money back we only lose eight percent and i'm always like they're always like oh that's still not good i'm like i know <laughs> that's the point it's like right, right do you really want to go down this drain and by the way they don't want to rehab it guys the families don't want to rehab it one of my favorite things is when the adult child has just rehabbed their own house my mm-hmm. day goes so easy when that happens yes. i ask three questions did you go under budget or over budget they laugh like oh my god it was double and i go did you go under time or overtime like it took us 10 months we thought it would be three months
0: every flipper that i've sold a house to when i talk to him afterwards i ask them three questions did you uh how was the purchase price versus and they said i overpaid in retrospect how was your cost budget i paid it cost me more uh, what did you sell for? Less than we thought we would, given the market conditions. Yep. There you go. The margin just got crushed. Yep. Uh, and, and now the good ones eke out you know, a profit enough times to make a good living. Sure. Right? And in good times to make a fortune. Uh, and normal times they just complain about it all the time. I mean, that's that's the, the market that they're in. So I know that your program is very involved. you got 24 modules. You have, you know, as well as on-site events and things like that. What would you say is the one takeaway that seems that students go wow you know i've been in real estate for a while i really had no idea uh, that that was what i was doing wrong or the opportunity was in front of me what what would you say is one or two of the highlights that you find students walking away from your program with
1: when i showed up in 2011 when i discovered this i put my foot in my mouth without even knowing i was doing it because i was walking in saying i'm an investor and i'm a real estate agent and what i've learned is when you show up as an investor all the, that I wear what, what who does that word serve? I'm an investor. Who does it, it? It's very, a self-serving word. It says I have money. Is that what that means? I'm an investor. What does that mean? Well, all the, all the senior living here is dun. that's all they hear is shark, right? that's all they hear. So you've just you put, you just stabbed yourself. You have no idea. And I would say we're to a point. We won't have to talk about things like the lawsuit this week, but I'm we're to a point guys where, when was the last time you met a real estate agent And you're like, tell me more. Mm. It's been a good 30 years since we've ever done that as a society. And I think the point is real estate agents is how they fixed this problem for the past 30 years. And it's not serving senior living the way they want it to be. Senior living guys is like a car dealership. It's a $300 billion industry. It's a car dealership that doesn't buy the trade-in. So Bill, what would happen if car dealers stopped buying the trade-in today?
0: What would happen to the industry? they'd still the
1: sell time. new cars but it would slow the entire process down right completely mm-hmm. and so mom's house is the home trading guarantee for senior living but I want that to be you guys that are listening right it's hyper local Bill you know your streets of Los Angeles I know my streets of St Louis I need people nationwide um we're lead aggregating at a national level now to to crazy high- we, we have leads coming in all over the nation of daughter Judy looking in real time to to move into senior living and so my certification that I have is very extensive. Um, it's designed to teach you how to become a senior transition specialist, which is, much, by the way, the byproduct of all this is getting to buy the house, but how you get there is quite different. How you, how you talk, how the language of, um, even like the word like facility. Uh, we use the word community, not the word facility uh just because they're trying
0: to build right they the 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 community is trying to build a sense of community they're every day are working how do we make everybody feel like they're in a community and you call it a facility you're like sticking a needle in their eye right
1: it feels like very prison-like or something uh, clinical right and so this is my mom this is where she's gonna live the
0: uh, and by the way the whole
1: senior living is changing in the fact that they're really nice. Like as a 45-year-old man, I hope I get to make it there one day. They're really nice places and people, their cognitive ability, their happiness go up. It's a weird industry where once they move mom in, they almost always have an uptick in their life because they're usually lonely and they needed the help. The whole reason why they had to move in the first place, but nobody wants to move. But then once they move, they're like, I wish I would have done this sooner.
0: Well, plus it's more pleasant to visit them there as as a child because our house, it's difficult, you, you look around, you see the things are not maintaining, or if there's a yeah. caregiver, she's she or he aren't doing things correctly, versus the facility, you know, my mother went to one, it was beautiful, and they had like a dining room, and you could sit down, and you could go for a walk, and there was like a gazebo, and the whole thing was really nice, and I think that, um, you know, I've been through four of these transitions, unfortunately, and uh, only one of the four were able to get them to move into facility but that one we by far had the best relationship during the last couple months period I think it felt the most comfortable that they were safe that's the other part is when your mom's in a house by herself yeah Uh, my wife every night was going to bed in horror that she get the phone call again from security and she was in a uh, in leisure world where there are security and there are people paying attention but she was in her own house and it, it was just a nightmare versus being in a facility you know somebody's watching after them all the time
1: i, I think for anyone that's listening tonight you, you guys can see that senior living in real estate is kind of like peanut butter and chocolate you just got to figure out how to make the reese's peanut butter cups and so the, the training you know we were talking about it earlier somebody put in the chat about the link it's it's just go to momshouse.com forward slash bill gross and i want to you know show you guys about this um if you're a stats person like i am this is what you want to take away i love probate leads i love them bill they're probably they're they're my second favorite and let me just give you that simple nuance for everyone listening when i buy a house from somebody going through probate like say two brothers those two brothers care about what's in it for them because it's their inheritance right they're going to inherit that money yet when mom's moving into senior living the adult children know they're not getting that money and so it's the only time i've ever seen where of course they care about the sales price but it's not like the be-all end-all they're just trying to get this settled and figured out and get mom moved into care and that's a giant difference in the psychology of the seller they're just trying to get this kind of over with where inheritance means it's my money and so if you're, if you're a stats person like me this is what you want to remember people i say phil what a great little niche you have there and i'm like hold on let's talk about the numbers seven out of ten americans over the age of 65 seven out of ten americans over the age of 65 are going to live in some sort of long-term care before they pass away so over the next 15 years that's about 50 million americans are going to move into long-term care 90 percent of them own their house outright uh you know they don't they're gonna to need to sell that house these are the houses that we can add value to you know we're looking for houses that we can add value to and that's where these come from and so the numbers are staggering it's called the silver tsunami our own government doesn't know what to do in fact our own government is going to try to incentivize people to age in place because they will never build enough Medicaid beds to ever support what's happening
0: right
1: and so I you know even how you know Bill how long you've been in real estate a long time
0: 36 years
1: so you're I'm 25 so you're and together we've been in this business way over 50 years I think how people live in their houses and how they sell their equity And how you know not reverse mortgage not true hold not as is sale like i think there's going to be some new things coming out and for all of us that either scares you or excites you but either way it's going to happen so let's let's embrace it but guys this is where real estate's going to come from for the next 15 years i agree this is where it's coming from because these people they don't care about the economy they don't care who the president is they need to sell their house to pay for care this is not like trying to move up or down like this is like a life thing where um no matter what the economy is doing they're going to need to sell and and i would even say what i do is kind of pandemic proof because even through through the pandemic they were still needing to sell their house this didn't like stop they still needed to sell their house and so that kind of is exciting that um especially in a time when i think everyone's looking for more listings they're looking for more people to buy houses from this is something to embrace i always say you're going to buy houses from people that got into senior living so it might as well be you right you might you're going you're going to so why not embrace it and kind of get in front of this
0: I look just on my block, and I see um, several single, uh, w- widowed, I think, women in houses that have yep. very small lives. They have a big house and a small life, and uh, they would be better off in a senior housing. C of LA is never going to build any more houses. We just we just won't. But if it's, but a, a community for adults that can engage them can fit people more densely. And then those houses can be resold to families. And that's one way to create inventory is using the inventory that we have. On this point, I'll, I'll tell you why I, why I called you initially a year ago, when we first met, I was coaching one of my team members who was doing probate. And we're talking about where her business came from. And she had, it. she had two or three deals from one of her friends. And she saw this person as a friend. I said, well, what's your friend do? Oh, she's a sales rep at this senior facility in, I think with South Carolina. I said, well, tell me more about that. Yeah, it has 300 beds or 500. It was a big facility. Interesting. Is she the only seller rep? No, there's actually three or four others. We're all good friends together, but she's my best friend. Well, talk about the other friends. How? Why don't you know them better? Well, you know, I just never really looked at them as business. We're friends. Talk about the company. Well, they have 12 other facilities like this around uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, wherever other states. I said, so you're telling me that this friend of yours is one of like 20 or 30 sales drop the company they think you're doing a great job they appreciate you and and you're helping them turn over their sales better uh, as a result but you haven't talked to any of them professionally like that's kind of greedy not sharing the good stuff with her colleagues and she thought about it she said well is my whole business gonna be calling on these professionals well do you like them i mean are these the kind of people you like to do business with and here's the odd part she did she hated attorneys she didn't want a cold call. Nobody really likes to cold call. But these are all kind of like young, professional men, women. And, and it's like, there's a whole world of them that have a problem. How do I, you said yourself, how do I sell more conversions, stay longer, get the money out of the house, into the facility as quickly as possible for the family's benefit? How do I do that? Oh, I need a Bill Gross or I need a real estate yep. agent to do that. So I, I looked at it and said, well, there must be somebody who looks at this as a business, not just as a one-off. I think that's what you really create is, is, is getting an agent to understand this is a business. This is not a you happen to stumble across a deal like this, like you get a Rolodex where I live, there's a bunch of facilities. Now, that's not my business today. I'm pretty busy with what I have. But I'm trying to encourage people. That's why I'm doing this call. Those you watching, what a great opportunity if you enjoy working with people like that, of making a business of these professionals.
1: And that's the thing about that relationship with Bob. You get three deals a year from him and you do it for the next 10 years what was bob's relationship worth to you Oof. a ton
0: well and bob has frank colleagues at the company in some cases or oh, bob totally. used to work at this other facility Always. five miles away and he knows Always. the new bob right and yep. and the, the new bob is pissed because he's not making his sales quota and you can help out the new bob i mean that's
1: Bill, you just described, remember I said 20 is plenty? If I have 20 bobs, I'm done. That's it. I just need 20. I don't need 200. I
0: need 20. Okay, obviously Philip and I could talk all day long. You guys who are on the call, feel free to raise your hand, put a question in the chat box. And we've been I've been watching. Yeah, the, I'll pull the
1: chat. Let's take a look.
0: Yeah. No, we don't have, I think everybody's just watching us talk and enjoying our conversation. And you know, I think that I wish i tell people that if you have a question, I am sure other people on the call do. So feel free to step up, raise your hand. We'd love to have you participate. But and I don't think this is for everybody on the call. You know, we have I think 30 live in the Zoom. We got another 50 or 60 with the uh, YouTube and we'll have you know a couple hundred on the replay but here's the thing for 10 or 20 of you this is the opportunity you've been looking for if this resonates with you working with people and by the way there's Bob's and Sally's right there's there's male and female sales reps there's there's high charging sales reps and there's more nursing ones I have on my team uh, the probate nurse Melanie hands who's more works with more than nursing referral than say the sales rep referral and they're related in the same company. Maybe but there's two different people. Uh, Matthew Price, I see your hand up here. Let's get you unmuted and in the conversation. How can we help you? Hey, Philip, how are you? Good, good, sir. Stuff. How are you today? I'm doing peachy.
2: Uh, one of the things that I do here in North Carolina is I also do probate. But one of the biggest challenges that I have is trying to get ahead of the estate attorneys who are literally taking the families to the courthouse and then locking everybody out. Is there a way that we can get in front of those attorneys before they basically take that entire business for themselves? Because basically, yep. what they're doing is they're selling the house and everything else for pennies on the dollar when we know that we can add value to the estate by, you know, sometimes 30 fold.
1: Yeah, I get to them 28 months before the attorney does. You're talking about probate, are you not? yeah probate and uh, I'm in front of I'm in front of that by three years so yeah I'm in I'm ahead of that
2: okay so I'm still alive Mom's still alive yeah city. mom's
1: not your dad's usually gone but mom's still alive and so it's that final I'm buying I get to buy people's forever homes for a living they're unlocking that equity so they can move into care
2: okay so you're actually asking for the date before before you actually get there
1: <laughs> I I am buying their house so they can pay for care so you know because of course they have a pension but it's usually not enough to pay because we always pick, we're americans we pick out the most expensive thing because we think there's a saying in senior living like the the chandelier doesn't answer your mother's call button and what it means is just because it looks like a ski lodge doesn't mean it's better care right and so but we put them there because that's what we do and how do we pay for that we usually have to sell an asset like the house and so I'm, i'm there in front of that um the attorneys themselves locking people out pennies on the dollar that sounds like a whole other conversation we can have uh you It'd got it forever yeah but that that's not what i i'm in front of that you know this is what we call pre-probate this is before it by usually 24 to 36 months
0: and i think the thing that strikes me about this is um we often see the post the missed opportunity that's who i deal with right they didn't answer these questions somehow they got into care they somehow they paid for it without selling the house but now mom has been in the house in that care for two years the house is run down or squad on or damaged or rummaged through and then she Definitely. passes and there's yeah. other things to deal with and they Falling put off a little down. bit more and so i'm getting to the house four or five years later it's a mess now, i'll deal with those houses don't get me wrong but there are people who should be catching those people long before that when they think about it and by the way matthew to add to this not only 28 months before probate Ideally, we should be telling them, hey, let's avoid probate with an estate plan. Let's put the property in a trust so that when the time comes, we can yeah. easily transfer it. We don't need to go to probate or just sell the house. Now, either one's fine. But what we yeah. don't want to do is have them procrastinate everything and going to probate.
1: I, I bring deals to attorneys, right? And they bring me deals because I'm living in front of that, that right. time frame. So, but i want to sell the house maybe things. they
0: have stocks and bonds and don't want to yeah. sell the house keep the family home there's a son there a daughter there yeah but put the house in a trust so you don't go to probate two years later.
1: and a lot of financial planners they want to talk to daughter judy right there in that moment the 65 year old daughter helping the 85 year old mother because for all the estate planning that mom didn't do and all the trouble that daughter judy's going through all they're thinking about is their 20 or 45 year old daughter going i don't want to do this what mom did to me by not being prepared to my kids so they usually get real serious about their own end of life care when they're going through this with their parents
0: plus medical decisions can be planned ahead of time plus yeah. medicare uh, uh i'm sorry medi or medicaid avoidance that's the strategy in certain states so that's changing a little bit
1: people so- don't know bill i love that you said that the word medicare and medicaid are quite different words and we all think those two things are going to pay for our long-term care and the answer is not even close you know, I've
2: got one of those now where yeah. they got to sell the house in order to pay it back
1: yeah and, and you know what those are the easiest houses to purchase because they're not getting the asset they mom already got her, her spend on it right and so that's usually a pretty easy house to buy great.
0: thanks Matthew Always great to see you thank you um okay I know Winston you had a question about approaching I don't know if you want to was a conversation you want to jump in and, and ask a few questions Winston's a regular and a good friend here in the local Orange County area what's going on Winston?
1: Hey Bill, thank you. Bill, just a
2: question. How do you approach the directors of these community facilities here so that they know you are a trusted resource for their future residents? I'm trying to figure out how you bridge that gap.
1: That is definitely what I teach. And it's done by not walking in the front door and putting your hand out and saying, Hey, I'm Winston. Uh, That's how I tried it back in 2011. Um, Remember how Bill was saying these, these communities are everywhere. They're like hiding in plain sight. I always call it red car syndrome right you're gonna see a red car on your drive home tonight because we said red car red car red senior living is everywhere there is just as much networking going on in senior living as there is in these real estate ria groups that we have and so i go to where they're networking already and i do it as a senior transition specialist not as an investor and not as a real estate agent because of the two reasons like they already know real estate agents they already have they, they already they don't want to work with investors but a senior transition specialist is something different and so Uh, through scripting, through positioning. Uh, I always think about what did they think, who did they think Winston was when they walked away from you? If you're at a networking event and you meet an executive director, what box, everybody judges, we all do, we're all guilty. They put you in a box they say, I think Winston's A, and how they answer that about you is everything. If they put you in a box of investor, you're probably not gonna get that next meeting. If If they put you in the box of, I think Winston fixes a problem I have every single day, you're just probably going to get that one-on-one, and now you're going to start getting that chance to go out and buy the house. And once you start buying the house and they realize, oh, man, that really helped my client, that Winston's a giver. He really helped my client. Now they have all the cash they need to pay for my care. Now you're a tool for them, and that's when you build that lifelong Bob relationship that you can have for the next 10, 15 years.
0: Now, you just gave a five-star networking tip, and you ran through it pretty quick. So I'm going to repeat it. Go ahead. Right? We all go to networking events somewhere along the line, right? I, I host one tomorrow. If you're a realtor in the Diamond Bar area, tomorrow, 9 o'clock at the Diamond Bar Holiday Inn, we have an Agents Helping Agents program. We all network together, and I always say, well, what do you do? And you go around the room, there's always, we always see real estate agents say, well, I'm a real estate agent with Keller Williams or Century 21 or EXP. And I specialize in first time buyers, senior buyers, investment properties, hotels, condos, houses, bridges, you know, stadiums. And you go, what the hell does that person do? There's no way they do any of that. It's impossible, right? But when when I introduce myself as a probate expert, All of a sudden, people who know that word are are locked on to me. I'm the only one in the room that says that they're locked on. If you go in and you're a senior transition specialist, you're the only one who's going to say that. Yes, you get paid selling real estate. You also get paid buying and flipping houses. You also get paid with some other affiliate ways you can make money in this. But to the customer, you solve the problem because you are, and they remember what you are, a senior transition specialist. And that's the key in networking is have some niche that you leave people with that gets them involved.
1: Yeah, and Winston, in my training, I'm gonna teach you how to have their language about what they care about. Every, everybody cares about what's in it for them, right? And if I can have a senior living conversation with them, they are like, yeah, yeah, that is a problem that I have every day. And now they realize that you're, you know, you know more, you're, you know, I'm in senior living, but my byproduct of that is getting to buy real estate. But I started off as a real estate guy, right? I've been doing this for 20 years, but my byproduct of getting into senior living is I get to have that intelligent conversation that I know, I love to ask questions I already know the answer to. You know, I, I, I love saying things that like, I have found, this is good, It's my favorite line. I have found that families are shocked when they get the pricing. Their head's like, oh, only every time. I have found that, you know, a lot of times the adult children um, aren't getting along during this whole process. Oh, yeah. And I have found a lot of times they live out of state. Yeah, all the time. And i have found that sometimes when they're trying to figure out how they're going to pay for care the mom you know she wasn't quite a hoarder she was a bit of of an aggressive collector they always get a chuckle out of that right like there's this whole language of going their head is just going yeah, yeah yeah and at some point i'm going to say and are you working with anyone that's going through that right now Mm -hmm. on my first visit when so that i just gave you a million dollar line right there like because i said you know what box did they put me in? They're going to walk away and go, man, I think Phil, I got to call him about Fred. Fred's been trying to get that household. And if Fred ever got that household, I think he'd move into my community, right? Like they put me in a box of I'm a tool for what their business is, not, I think he's trying to get a, I don't think I, I, you know, they already know real estate agents guys, that's not new. And that's the the things we say, does it attract or repel? And I like what Bill said about probate. Oh, what's that? I'm leaning in. I'm going to, what is a probate? Oh, what's, that's a senior transition special. What does that mean? the words we use is either a doorstop or a, or a stop, hard stop and i think in this world right now where um we want to stand out how no. do we stand out and i'm going to tell you right now it's not by trying to give your business card to everybody at the networking event and think no. that's networking right it's by building relationships
0: Winston, thanks so much, man. Nice seeing you. As always. Thank you. The of course. I'm seeing, Winston, is you don't get his wife instead of him. You get his wife instead of him. You get the upgrade today. We got that's a calendar. good name,
1: Winston Cummington. That sounds like a guy with a trust fund right there. That's a big name, Winston Cummington. I like that name.
2: It, it's Winston Raleigh Covington, the third, but Winston. That's part.
1: what I see. I figured. I, I figured it was more grandiose than that. I could tell. That's
0: uh, Audrey I see your hand up. Let's bring you in the conversation. I don't think we've met before, though. Have we, Audrey Hi. How are you today? she's muted
1: she's muted. on me well sweeter there's go ahead
0: hello everybody hi can you hear me yeah yes. can. bill yeah i follow you uh no, thanks. so yeah we haven't met live though so my question is what what you specialize in and what car offers that that senior special they have a class at the at the board where it's a senior specialist sure. type of, um yep. yeah what's the difference between
1: we have this rule in my house it's called tooting your own horn so forgive me when i give you this answer okay. but i've yeah. been told that that is like preschool and ours is the mastery master's degree okay so i'm not knocking that if you go, go ahead and get those three letters behind your name the problem is nobody knows what those letters mean so you can then you have to tell them what it means so okay. if you're an agent go get that stuff it doesn't what's it 100 bucks a year go get that stuff um not gonna ever knock it because i think it's a positive but if you look at my 200 plus google reviews about my training they're like this is it this is this is the training this guy is the one that knows and I, you know the, the training is like your your head's like a candle but it's full all through this training because it's like there's that much to unravel here and learn about uh to get intertwined into senior living so if you allow me to toot my own horn I've just heard it's that kind of a level of difference
0: okay no that's great thank what you what I would say is generally not to knock the CAR programs at California associate realtor I know in probate for example Paul Horn does that's a great certification is primarily teaching you the forms and how mm-hmm. to stay in compliance and follow the law. Right. Really, Philip, he's not going to teach that at all because he doesn't have California Association of Realtor Forms. He's not, a, he's not practicing as a real estate agent for us or training you that. Yeah. And so I think they both would be complementary if you're going to be in this field, I would recommend getting get He's going to teach you how to get the business. That's the difference. And the, the yeah. certification is really about compliance and following the laws and, uh, not getting sued and also not putting your customers in difficult uh difficulty as well but it's not going to help you get the deals that's the key right because i'm here in san fernando valley which is uh, about the suburbs of hollywood and there's a lot of facilities being built right now a ton unbelievable, it, unbelievable they, how many there are yeah to get
1: you excited guys all those cranes in the air if you look at the charts they're here but the people that need it is like way up here so even yeah. with all that construction that gap is still very very large like there's this is, this is, and that's the thing, just cause I've been doing this since 2011 doesn't mean you're behind this year right now is the first year of the oldest boomers. So for the next 15, 20 years, this is going to continue to grow.
0: And it's and the waiting list too. So
1: yeah, yeah,
0: huge, yeah. Thanks. So I just point, of course, I, good to meet I, you. I, so I just, I got cold call one time by a, by a company. And it was kind of a it was kind of a dishonest approach. Where oh, referred to you by this facility. I said well, that's interesting. Who referred you to me? Well, we don't know. But and they're really pitching me to join some sort of a networking, you know, advertisement program. But when I went into their website and and searched how many facilities there were, I'm in in near Beverly Hills, West L area. I had no idea. I lived here for 25 years. I had no idea. Literally, I could make a living if I just took that whole roster, and called the re- the the relevant pe- person whose job it is to fill those beds. There's more than enough within a five, with a walking distance, that I would ever have to call on one ever again. Yeah, and uh, I, I teach
1: you so- about the relevancy of those people, Bill. There's different job titles in there. There's somebody that called a move-in coordinator. I met one one time. She's been doing this 16 years, and she said, "Where have you been all my life?" i've been doing it this other way and so we live in a world where people people still think you have to retail list your house to sell it and so guys think things are the world's changing and so you could build your whole business around this bill and i i like what you said about the hundreds of communities that are all around you i've been doing this in st louis now for over 12 years i'm probably friendly with 10 communities there's 300 communities in st louis i've not even scratched the surface in my own town Amazing. and i'm the guy who started this whole thing right so just know that there's let's have an abundance mentality because there's that much pie out there it's like saying you want to be the only real estate agent in los angeles i mean that's just you know crazy. it's that big
0: crazy talk uh eric asks, what's the cost of the 20 is plenty course i'm not sure what that oh uh what you're so he's asking what the cost of the course is so i'll put the link in yeah uh, so what's the cost of getting the certification and the training and i know you'll offer a whole package we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes it's on that it's
1: on that link guys if you want to click on it and take a look I think there's some information there um we offer uh 10 times your money or no I'm sorry 10 times your value guarantee so with the cost of it if you don't feel like you got 10 times your value I'll give you your money back that's how confident we are um there it is 997. if you don't feel like you got 10 grand worth of value out of this I'll give you your 997 back so that's how confident we are about this whole program
0: and, and for the rest of you, if you're not going to move forward on it at this time, definitely think about this as a concept to work on, get started in it. Maybe maybe the next lead you have, you convert it, you take some of that commission and reinvest it in your business. Because sure. I look at education as such an important part of our business. Uh, if I can add value and separate myself from my competition, then I have to work as hard to get the deal. So that's the goal here.
1: Amen. I agree with that.
0: Um, well, I'm glad you do. And I know you do. That's, that's why... I interviewed you on my YouTube channel about a year ago, and I I, I kept chasing after. I I, I you know uh, was anxious to. Did I beg? I, well, I would admit that I actually begged. The answer is okay. Yes, I did. I called and reached out to uh, Andrew uh, Andy Morrison on your team, and said, "Look, he's perfect for what we do. I just hired another gal." uh the probate nurse in Tampa Florida we're trying to get she's networking in advance with some of these people and she's uh, signed up for the program I said so we need to to talk and, and expose this other people on our team so I really appreciate you taking time with us Philip I know you're of busy course. and it's also uh, is it six o'clock seven o'clock in St Louis
1: it's seven o'clock
0: we up so here I, I, I appreciate you taking on so late uh, after hours on behalf of everyone call thanks for what you do thanks for the professionalism you bring to this niche and thanks for spending time with us today
1: happy to be here guys thank you
0: thanks and then for the rest of you again this is probate weekly we do this every thursday 4pm pacific 7pm eastern we live stream it on youtube facebook and linkedin uh love to have you register at probate weekly come on live ask questions and participate um let's see uh what do you offer back to services that give you referral referral fee perks um so naveen asked the question what do you offer back for facilities that give you the referral referral fee or perks i, I love I, I, it
1: i love it you, you want me to give you the answer
0: i think i, I want to can i answer and you tell me if i'm right yeah on? you go ahead it's the same thing that I give attorneys refer me customers I'm so damn good they should pay me I'm not gonna charge them any extra
1: that's a perfect way to say it um we have the uh, terminology is the crock pot in the vase and the crock pot is a very would ask that question right but the vase is more wait not am time to go into all what that means I don't need to pay them anything I'm making them more profitable with the clients they already have I'm, I'm right. fixing all three problems that they have I'm converting prospects into clients I'm reducing the discounts given because if they have their money right they don't need to get a discount and I'm extending the length of stay so I there's no money there's no money to exchange guys there, our value prop is not we don't need to like you ex- said we could charge but we don't
0: and extending the length of stay is because you get them in there a little bit sooner
1: months they, months sooner
0: and that's the longer stay got it that's fantastic okay there you go and that's the goal of all this again I think if your focus is that you create so much value for your prospect, you don't have to give them any kind of discount. If no. you don't, if you're just another realtor, you're going to spend your whole career cutting commission and giving people something of value that you shouldn't have to. And I think that's the whole that's point correct. of this program. So okay, good. Philip, That we pulled you back. Just we let you go. We. Pulled it was, was a good question. I,
1: I appreciate the question. I love that my value prop's so good. We don't pay, you know, in fact, communities have said, Do we pay you to do this? And I'm like, No, I come out for free. And so it's a it's fun when you have a service that you're not selling that makes them better at their job they they like everybody likes to talk about real estate
0: well it's almost like you're an additional free sales rep because like you say their salesman's trying to close the deal they can't quite get it closed you're helping get the money right make them feel comfortable and confident they can make it all work yeah. and then you can call the salesman back and say hey they're ready to close again you're almost like part of the sales team same with I. I'm a, a I
1: conversion tool bill we're a conversion, conversion tool. tool i've also heard we've been called a re-engagement tool so mm-hmm. bill and phil are brothers we take mom to garden view Three weeks later, we haven't made our decision yet. Why have we not made our decision? We're probably trying to figure out how the heck we're going to pay for Garden View, and now the sales counselor, once they've called us back a couple times to see how the weather is, they always say it's like you're waiting for the for the bad call. Like, did Mom fall again? It's like that's like a stinky phone call to make. But with Mom's house, they're like, Hey, Bill and Phil, I heard you guys say one of the things you didn't know how to what to do about the money is have you guys heard of Mom's house? And so now we're being used as an engagement tool for senior living. It's cool. Love it's it. fun to be it's fun to be doing this.
0: This is this is why I I I think you're such a filth the way do. So again I'll go through that exercise again. Philip, thank you so much for being on and making time for us. I really appreciate it. And thank Andy for uh, getting you on the call today. For the rest of you, probateweekly.com every Thursday at 4 p.m. Come on live on Zoom to ask your own questions. Uh, probateweekly.com, you register. Watch on the live stream, ask questions there. We'll get back to you. I'm I'm Bill Gross at Bill Gross Probate. Make today your best day ever. Thank you, everybody. Thanks so much. Dave Pennell, nice seeing you at the end there. You snuck in. Uh, you You get credit for attendance today. Thanks for showing up. See you guys.